everybody, and welcome to the Monster Baby Podcast. You are on a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. And my name is Lisa Rowland. I'm Ted DeMaison. We are going to co-host this business, uh, as usual, about the episode. We talk a little bit about our current moment in the election. Here's the thing. It is very likely to be different by the time that you listen than it is right now, I'm aware, because we're, we don't know the winner yet. We're like in limbo. We're in liminal space. We're in the interstitial schmoozing section yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, but so the, the election's part of it, but we also kind of got a little grab bag, a little grab bag. Lisa's got some big news to share. We're just going to tease you with the news. We're not going to tell you the news yet. She's got some big news to share. There's a sort of big personal announcement coming mid-episode. Mid, mid mm-hmm. And then we got a few other curious snippets about what's going on in life. And there might be some, there might be some mention of mindfulness. There might be some mention of improvisation, but don't, don't, uh, I want to say don't bet your hat on it. I was going to say don't hang your hat on it. Okay. Well, so don't bet or hang your hat, you know, just keep your hat out of it. Would you? <laughs> yeah. No hats, no hats needed. No. Uh, okay. I think without further ado, we let them go and listen there are, to them. There's no further ado. That's it. Boom, boom. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, Lisa. How are you holding up? This is Thursday, November 5th. We're two days post-election. Yeah, I'm okay because I feel optimistic. Okay. It's been a, been a couple days of, of uh, practice. Oof. Yeah, it was a, it was a election night was rough as mm-hmm. it was like, you know, and there is still a piece of me that is, you know, a big piece of me that is while I am optimistic about the final result, I am dismayed at how close it is. Right. It's a, we have a, such a weird structure with our counting. This it's whole so electoral crazy. votes thing is so crazy. It's so and, crazy. And outdated that it, it's just mind-blowing that we're still using it. But we are. One of my mindfulness buddies, uh, Lisa Wellstead, who's in Georgia, posted something on Facebook on election night and said, hey, mindfulness friends, how are you, what are you doing? And how are you doing with staying grounded? And I said, actually, I'm doing all right. Like I have, on election night, I went through lots of different moods and I went for a walk out by the, by the ocean or by the bay. And uh, I, did yoga and I meditated and I played guitar and hung out with Wendy, my girlfriend. And like, just, it was all, it just felt good. Like had dinner and every now and then I'd start to notice my anxiety was growing. Yeah. And I'd say, okay, do I want to do anything about that? I'd be like, no, I don't want to feed it. Or I want it's time for me to check the results. Yeah. And then the results would either, amplify it or not. But the first thing that got me clued in was like, oh, I need to be careful with this was early on. Uh, I think that they the needle tracker on the New York Times was suggesting yes. that Biden was going to be winning North Carolina. Right. And then an hour later, I looked and it had switched. Yeah. And it was the same on a lesser level, the same gut punch feeling I'd had four years ago, when in an hour it had switched from Clinton to Trump. So it's like, okay, I don't need to do that. I, I don't, it's going to be a long night. I don't need to do that. Yeah. And so I just checked every now and then and caught my breath and it was fine. Yeah. Woke up at like 5 a.m., totally stressed out, mind racing, mind racing, mind racing, checked, and then went back to sleep. <laughs> so it's felt good. I, I've, and, and yes, were the results looking like they're going to go in a GOP direction right now, I think I'd be feeling a lot more crazy. It'd be a really different feeling. Right. And still feel like I've stayed pretty grounded. Great. I still chuckle about our early, our Super Tuesday prognostication where we were like, Biden, totally irrelevant. Nah, (laughs) we're done with, we're done with Biden. Forget it. It's not your race, old man. I remember I was so dismissive of Biden. I was like, he's not the thing. He's not the thing anymore, man. Your time is done. I know. 
you're kind of resurrect something it's it's, it's over yeah. and now it's like oh man no biden's our ticket what <laughs> okay and i will i will give him credit i think he ran a classy race me too I mean, and he's me, he like stay out of an, trouble yeah and it's incredible watching the two of them how they're talking right now like granted trump is sort of like on the upper edge and i mean Biden's on the upper edge and Trump is on the lower edge in terms of what this what these results are looking like. But like Biden's saying things like, well, we're feeling confident. We think we might, right? And Trump is like sending his minions out to like protest armed, you know, he, right. I hereby declare Michigan or whatever he said. It's right. <laughs> he heard a reporter who was like, that's not how it works. <laughs> Just, well, and also we got unhinged. He's just totally unhinged. We've got the like some people up in arms, like you have to stop counting, and then other people in, are up in arms, like you have to keep counting, like count every vote. And it's like you, oh, okay, mixed uh, message. Okay, all right, yeah. Anyway, right. so I, you know, I mean, by the time people hear this, there will there will be a winner. I want to I want to point out Prawls. probably, I'm depending on how quickly I can turn this bad boy around. But probably by the time they listen to it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so let us just, this is a little auditory time capsule of the moment between the election and the, and the decision and knowing and feeling, feeling good because it looks like things are going to, things are going to turn out mm -hmm. for a Biden pre presidency. And that feels, thank God, thank God th that is what it's looking like. Oh my heavens. It is not over until it's over. And I also know that. And like Arizona was looking very strongly Biden and who knows how it'll go. Like it, now it's looking right. like, like the narrow, the margin is much narrower and we, I, we don't know. Um, Pennsylvania has like done this dramatic swing and this dramatic swing is expected to continue. And I don't know where that's going to end up. There's like a lot, there's still a lot of unknowns. And I will never say that it couldn't happen that Trump wins again. Like, of course he could be reelected. Of course he yep. could, because we live in a really effed up country right now. Yep. I feel calm because I expect a particular outcome. I am mm. not detached from this outcome. Right. I'm not like, you know, we'll see. And like, who knows what is good and what is bad. And uh, you know, whatever comes, I'm ready for it. It's like, I don't, that, that is not where yeah. I am, yeah, to yeah, be yeah, totally yeah. honest. Right, well, it's interesting you say that because I, I feel much the same way. I also feel like, okay, if we get the current occupant of the White House out of there, there's a level of chaos and tension that ratchets down. Yeah. Like the point person for our entire government is not trying to dismantle it and, and all that. Yeah. That said, I'm also well aware that no matter how it comes out, we're like deeply divided. Yeah. As a nation, deeply. And we, I don't know what's going to come of that. And I don't think it's going to resolve itself easily because uh, because of the effects of social media and the effects of, uh, you know, micro grouping and just hanging out with people that we know. But, you know, I used to, I used to feel great about driving across the country. And I'm not sure I'd feel great about doing that right now. You know, and going through, I mean, most people are great people, you know, but there's just so much ramped up agitation right now that I don't know how we're going to sort through it. And, and I think whatever happens, we're going to need a lot of our, the stuff that you and I talk about, this kind of ability to stay present, stay nimble and like keep tuned in and try to stay positive, look for the positive and look for places of agreement and things we can build on and all that kind of stuff. We're going to need it. Yeah. Even if, even if the Democrats were to get control of the Senate and the presidency, and a whole lot of change would be possible that way, we're still gonna need it because there's a lot of people who won't want it to happen. Yeah. You know, so. Long road ahead. For sure. Long, long road of mystery. Yeah. Long road of mystery. Well, <sighs> I hope everybody's kind of made it through and staying safe. And I hope the next few days continue to be relatively calm as they, they seem to have been so far. Yeah. And uh, I was pleased that there weren't, that there wasn't, didn't seem to be any violence on election day. And yeah, come on, let's just hold it together. Hold it together, everybody. Can we, can we just do that? Yeah. So tell me what else has been on your mind? Oh, is this the time?
Well, it could be. <laughs> could be. We haven't uh, we haven't had a podcast in a while. Or I, maybe there are, maybe there's some news to report. Maybe there's some things that have been on your mind. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, so dear podcast listeners, um, I have a fun, I have a fun announcement. Ted already knows this. So Ted, Ted, Ted is already aware of this piece of news, but I shared with you many, 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 many episodes ago that I had decided that I wanted to pursue motherhood, that I wanted to pursue single motherhood, that I was like taking steps to become a single mom by choice. And, um, and I'm pregnant. I'm on, I'm on, yeah, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on my way. So, so that's like sort of always on my mind. Um, huge. Yeah. I mean, huge, like huge announcement. I don't know. Would you consider yourself huge at this point? No, no, no not huge. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm just over five months pregnant. So just over the halfway mark. 21, okay. 21 weeks pregnant. Yeah. yeah just over the half. Yeah, 21 weeks. So that's not doesn't it's not exactly yeah. 5 months, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And definitely look in it. But <laughs> but but no, not here. I don't feel huge. I feel sort of great and awesome. Yeah. yeah. You've been it's been Not that huge is in opposition to great and awesome, but I don't right. I I know that I have a, a long way to go. But you've been through your through your 21 weeks here you've been feeling good all along like you haven't had to deal yeah. with the stuff that so many women have to deal with and yeah like, i feel very 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 grateful that's awesome a because it was not it was not a um painful process to become pregnant mm -hmm. um i didn't i didn't I got pregnant, so for a quick rundown of the details, for those of you who are interested, folks, um, I, di I didn't end up moving to in vitro fertilization, which is a far more invasive process than intrauterine insemination, which is what I ended up doing, mm. um, which is a medical procedure done in a, done in a, a fertility clinic, but it didn't, didn't necessitate me doing a lot of hormonal treatments and right. like ovary stimulation, like ovulation stimulation and like a whole bunch of um, pretty intense treatments that, uh, that, that a lot of women have uh, end up having to do when they I'm have trouble getting pregnant. I'm having images of like gleaming robot arms and like printouts of scientific results and screening tests and you going into some big tube like, I feel like that's like the 1950s sci-fi image yeah, of what this it is. Of like, Actually, it's just like daily injections, and okay. and then you know, there's like very long needle that goes into like harvest these eggs. But I didn't have to. I didn't end up having to do that. So I, I took four shots at it, and the fourth time worked. And it, I, uh, there was a pause in there because of COVID shut things down for a while. Pandemic pause, yeah. Yeah, um, but. I just really recognize that this could have could have been a much longer, much more fraught process, and so I feel really grateful for that. And I recognize that my pregnancy has been so far really pretty magical, like yeah. pretty pretty positive. And I feel yeah. I feel great, and I feel sort of I feel sort of magical. Right. Like, I think it's a totally amazing thing that's happening. And I'm like loving watching the ways that my body is changing. And I'm loving watching, yeah. like, it's just cool. It's like really cool. I'm starting to feel the baby every day. Like the baby's mm. moving in there, um, which is, I think the most magical thing I've ever experienced in my life. Like it's, it's totally, sure. it's just totally cool. I so, imagine, I imagine that you are at this cusp in your pregnancy. Now, obviously I've never been pregnant. Not only have I never been pregnant, I've never been directly involved in a pregnancy the that you're at this cusp of like that switch point from oh yeah my life is like it was before and i happen to be pregnant and i'm just going to go on about my business and maybe i notice a few little mood changes or uh, craving for food changes but like it's pretty much a normal life to on the other side of this it's like oh no 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 there's a creature growing in here who's yeah. like really active and my life is never going to be the same and I'm not the same person anymore. And this is totally different. Am I correct in thinking that you're at this, like 
this point in the pregnancy? Is this phase, this switch point? Yes. The biggest way that I connect to that is like, oh, I got to get my house ready. <laughs> like you're I need like, to make physical changes in my environment. Like a Robin. I'm you getting say, a roommate. You, you know what say, I mean? Like yeah, somebody's yeah. going to live here and I need to figure out where, where I'll put their stuff and like where yeah. I'll, like how that's going to work logistically. I have a little apartment, right. like figuring out, it's like, where's the stroller going to go? And like, how is it, how am I going to, um, do yeah do all those things like how am i going to do all those things right so yeah i'm thinking of like the penguins that bring stuff back to their nests or robins or crows like <laughs> crows especially very creative they'll bring you know like a hair a hair tie or some string that they found in the trash somewhere and bring it back yeah just be creative you know but beavers beavers do that with their dams yeah i'll just go to ikea like i'm going <laughs> to ikea to bring things back to my that, to my nest i heard that somebody I don't know if it was in Canada, but somebody during the pandemic like went out and got a satellite dish and put it on top of a beaver dam so they could take a photo of like, wow, beavers are getting really creative. The notion that the beavers were actually had purchased satellite TV. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> it's just completely created. They didn't, beavers didn't actually do it, but the idea that they could. So I'm, I'm Thank like you for clarifying that, yeah. that this yeah. story is not actually about beavers purchasing a satellite right. dish, Ted. Thank you. It's 2020. <laughs> Who knows what people will believe. We don't know. Yeah. So, so, so I am getting to this point where I'm like, oh, I do not have that much time. Right. Like this kid's coming in March. That is not that far away. Yeah. Like, okay. How mm -hmm. is this going to work? Like this was a great idea that you had and you like got things going, cool. And now yeah. you're, you're having a baby. Like yeah. I still sort of like sometimes look at my body and I'm like, eh, that's a pregnant body. That's not my body, that's a pregnant body. You know, it's like they, those two things have never been the same before. And so it's it's this weird adjustment of like, oh yeah, I, I this is, it does feel like not a, not a, right of it's not a rite of passage well why well, maybe it is but like yeah. this thing that i know that many people experience that i have never experienced and now it's like oh it's my time to be moving through this not mm -hmm. everybody moves through this time mm -hmm. not not everybody opts for this but like i have and so seeing mm -hmm. this seeing this possible road in front of me and then and then being in it, I, right. it feels very special. It feels very, very special. Oh, that's an interesting image of the, that of a road. Like I, I was thinking to say that it's like an identity, identity morpher, right? That it's like changing your sense of who you are. And it, it, I don't feel that currently. Right. Well, so, but the image you just used was kind of a, was a better one for me of like, I imagined you walking down this road and then like, oh, here's this fork in the road. And there have been several times, several times on this road where like, oh, you could have gone that way. And, but now you'd like, you've just decided, okay, I'm going to go down that road this time. And so yeah. now it's a different, different vistas and different yeah, hills to it's, climb. It's, it's like this, but it's like this. It's like, it's like, I'm okay, here's what I'm imagining. I'm like on a road, on a, on mm -hmm. a trail. I'm imagining backpacking. I'm like on yeah, a trail. What, okay, great. We're same page. Moving here. through like a meadow and you can see up on a mountainside. You know how you can see when you look up on a mountainside, you can see that thin ribbon of a trail. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you can see it for a long time. Or like yes. if you're on one hillside, you can look across to the other side and see this like little, little, little tiny thread of a trail. You could see it for a long time. And then, and then you walk for a while, walk for a while, walk for a while and realize, oh my God, I'm at that part that I saw from way back mm -hmm. there. That's what, the, that's what being on this thing feels like. And it felt so far away. Right. It didn't feel like it was reachable somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't feel like the, my reality and the reality of that tiny trail up there were not the same. Mm -hmm. and similarly in the like one foot in front of the other it's like well but if you begin taking steps toward right toward getting there then you will and mm -hmm. now i have mm -hmm. and i am in the middle of that cool and now i'm having that experience that i haven't anticipated or observed i've observed mm -hmm. it you know mm -hmm. so like that's 
that's pretty cool. That is cool. I'm and I'm also, aware that it's probably my one time through this. Like I, mm. I'm probably not walking this path again. Mm-hmm. Life is big, who knows, but you know. Well, um, I'll be 39 when I have this kid. And like, you know, I know that I can have kids after that as well, but I it just, yeah. my, my money would be on this being the, the one time. Your apartment's so, not getting any bigger either. My, <laughs> and listen, <laughs> there's no going anywhere. It's impossible to change that. So. That's, I couldn't possibly think about doing it. As you were describing this trail going up the mountainside, I had this image of like finding little things along the way. Like, oh, here's a rattle like somebody left behind or like, here's like, yeah. a, little, a couple pairs, a couple socks, little tiny socks, a little fringe thing. Yeah. It's already happened. Like people are already like, you know, I have bins of like baby clothes that I hadn't gotten rid of when I had a kid. Like, do you want them? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take everything. Cause who knows? I don't know if it's a girl or a boy. I'm not finding out. Okay. So I'm just sort of like taking everything at this point and we'll see what I end up. Yeah. Doing. And you are, you have collected a few names, but you're, you're not sharing those to maintain some, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, not purity. I don't like integrity or like just it's its own thing right you're like doing your own thing I think it's it's because I know that I am uh susceptible to other people's opinions and I don't want that to be a part of this yeah yeah so that's all it's just Mm -hmm. like I want to know that I'm choosing a name that I feel great about Mm -hmm. without it's not because I don't want other people to give me their it is because I don't want other people to give me their opinions but like I know that my feelings will change based on anybody else having any opinion about the names that I'm right. And I just don't, it's, it, it, that's not a factor. It shouldn't be a factor for me. Do you have a, a pre-name meaning like when you refer to the baby now, do you just say the baby or yeah. do you say junior or? I say the baby or it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. I find myself inclined to say the creature, but I don't know if that's like creepy, like a Frankenstein. Sounds a little bit like alien. Uh Uh-huh. Like there's a creature living inside Yeah, that's not an image we want. Okay. Which is true. I mean, it is a parasite, right? But it, but it, uh. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't going for the alien because of that bursting through thing. That horrible, horrible image. One of the worst one of the worst scenes ever. I mean, the babe. Yeah, I talk about it. Yeah, just like, oh, the I, babe. Talk about it. I feel it moving. Mm-hmm. When you feel it moving, is it is it a, like it's rolling over, adjusting, or are you feeling it kicking, or you don't know? I don't know. I think probably a combination. Uh-huh. Like, I, I did this awesome, it's just, just crazy. I don't know how interesting this is going to be for everybody to like go into the details of my like 20 week anatomy scan, but oh, I did this like intense ultrasound. And they, the, the ultrasound tech, like the radio, the, the, like looked at all of the tiny pieces of this kid. So like, oh, the kid, I'll call it kiddo. Ah, uh, kid. kiddo, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I saw the four chambers of its heart and I mm. saw the two parts, two lobes of its brain. And I saw the two bones in its forearm and all of its hand bones and its feet. And I saw, you know, like its little profile and it's, little nostrils and doesn't have a cleft lip and it doesn't have a club foot and it's i it measured he measured its stomach and and like just i saw its kidneys like crazy crazy and he kept moving this you know that little thing they like put gel on my belly and like move the thing around he kept having to move it around because he was like i'm chasing this kid i'm trying to get this shot i'm trying to you know get this particular angle and i've got to chase this kid to get it because it won't kiddo's not standing still yeah and i said can you tell if if he he said you know its head is is down like yeah it's sort of like feet are up toward my rib cage and head is down and um i said can you tell if it's like face up or face down like is his face toward my back or his face toward my belly and he goes oh he's spinning no there's no there's no static situation here like a planet yeah (laughs) yeah and i was like oh uh-huh. So it just like movie, just moving, and it's pretty roomy in there still because there's could not. The, uh, you know. Could the attendant see the karaoke microphone? 
Yes. And once when we put the stethoscope on, it turns out Kid had chosen Pat Benatar. So I feel great about it. Cool. I was going to say Pat Benatar or Lady Gaga, one of the two. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate the vintage nod. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> was it a heartbreaker? Was it a heartbreaker, <laughs> dream maker, love taker, mess around with me? It was Children of the Night, which I think oh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, sure. Sure, yeah. Shadows of the night, what is it? We belong to the night, we belong to the fire. We belong. We belong. Yeah. Is there a children line? There's not, it's shadows of it. I don't know, but that's called, that song is We Belong. That's a pretty good song. Which was one of my favorite songs when it came out. Yeah. Uh, When I was thinking Lady Gaga, I was thinking Born This Way, which would also be appropriate for. Yeah, we could make a whole born, Born and Birth playlist. Yeah, well, just super congratulations. I mean, I, you know, I, I, as you said, I've known for a while and have kept our listeners in the dark, but as a, you know, as a noble friend will do, but now we can say aloud, like, it's awesome. So. Yeah. And this is actually the most public announcement I've made about it. Like it's not on Facebook. It's not on, it is now put it out on socials, but it's now, now y'all know. And it's on the AP wire, I'm sure. Yeah. But I also never, I also like never announced on Facebook that, that this was a journey I wanted to take. And it feels like right. I, but I did tell all of you, dear listeners. Right. Uh, so it feels good to be able to follow up and say, yeah, what's happening? I yeah. did it. <laughs> I'm just thinking that like Diana or Noel or Ross or, you know, one of these, Denise in Florida, somebody's, somebody's tweeted it already. It's out. The news is out. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, we'll have we'll have more to tell along that tale, and uh, you, of course, get to decide whether this uh, creature, kid, baby, it uh, qualifies as a monster baby or not. Oh, I think so, For certainly, right? Okay. Well. Um, also, you know, if y'all have names and you want to suggest them, I'm like really in a place of open to consideration right now. Okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this yeah. is like 180 degrees from what you just said. It doesn't feel different. It doesn't feel different at all to me. You said you didn't want to hear anything because you're susceptible. You're like, no, I don't want to tell you what names are on my short list. I don't want to be like, yeah, here are the ones I'm thinking about. Cause I don't want to hear your opinion about them, but like gathering them from people is like looking through a book and getting ideas. And then like, I'll tell you or not if I put them on my final list for consideration. So, So the distinction is you don't want to hear people's opinions about names you're already considering but you're totally open to people submitting names. Oh, God, yeah. Consider- oh, yes, I didn't even yes. know I was able to do that. I got oh, to get yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like Horatio? Yeah, I mean, I won't choose it, but but great, <laughs> keep them coming. Hortense? Yeah, no. Um, I actually had a great time. Like, this is <laughs> this is, this is how. No, no, no. <laughs> but this is how I brainstormed as I was around a table with my family, and they all just said names they all just were like going through like one of them pulled up a list on the internet one of them pulled up ancestry.com and was looking through our old family names cool one of right just like emily and my dad were just sort of like thinking names that they they had heard or names that they really like and it would be like how about this and i'd be like nah how about this no how about this cute but not for my kid how about this Mm -hmm. oh maybe and then i'd put it on the list you know that was kind of the process it's an interesting question of how do you do it, right? Like, do you, I would assume some people are systematic, like, let me go through the alphabet and read all the possible names that are in this book of, and some people are like, let me just tune in and meditate and see what emerges. And then other people are like, Hey, let's do a little mind map and I'll say a name. And then you say a name that you think of when you hear that name. And then we'll just play word association games and could be all sorts of ways, but I kind of also imagine that, and I'll be interested to hear whether you're planning to do this, like the baby might have its own name. Like you won't know until it arrives and then you're like, oh. Well, this is a hybrid. It's like, I think that I'll probably have a, a, a list of names that I really like and can imagine giving to a kid. Mm-hmm. And then when it arrives, mm-hmm. it might be very clear which of those is best. Right. But I can't imagine like, <laughs> I can't imagine the kid arrives and I'm like, oh shit, this kid is a Hortense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if, I can't. If, 
if that happened, I'm going to feel really great. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, <laughs> like, I think that's going to be like. As my accomplishment for life. <laughs> I predicted Lisa, a Hortense. Hortense Lisa Roland. Bl- Lisa blew off Hortense Roland, but I knew. But that kid was undeniably named Hortense when it was right. born. When, well, so this is like, we had brainstormed names for my second cat, who's now mm-hmm. Marley Greystone. Yeah. And we had brainstormed all these uh, stellar star related galaxy related names because that's all the cats from this breeder have star related names and you and I had brainstormed all these great names and I thought a bunch of them I liked and then when I got her when I first saw her it was like the name Venus came to mind so strongly I was like how did we not think of Venus first of all but then it was like boop there it was right in front of my face and then I as I held her and played with her I was like but her name isn't Venus but then that led me to Mars related names and then Marley showed up and then that was like, oh. Mm. So it was kind of out of meeting her, something intuitive came up, but we had also sort of primed the pump all along the side. Yeah. Felt like a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I do have a couple of front runners that I think are pretty, pretty sweet that so far at this point, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's cute. I'd be happy to name a kid. How about, I mean, how about Lemoncello? Nope, but thank nope. you. Okay, good. (laughs) Nope. Next. (laughs) I'm going to see how many crazy names I can come up with. That's great. That's great. I'm excited for you. And now I'm going to, I want to, I do want to brainstorm a bunch. Just yeah. Send me a list. That's great. No, it it feels totally different than telling you the ones that I'm like, I don't want you to weigh in on the ones that I'm considering. Got it. That, that's a, a clear distinction now. Yeah, clear but distinction. But I'm very happy to 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 accept submissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also, I will just say for our listeners. Yeah. I mentioned this a long time ago when I sort of started this thing, but like, I uh, I'm a pretty open book about this stuff. And if anybody is considering or knows somebody who's considering like pursuing a path to single mm. motherhood and they want somebody to talk to or want to know how I did or like what my donor situation is or whatever. Um, I'm really, op- I'm really happy to talk. Yeah, cool. And I found it really, really granted. It's, I'm not a mom yet, but, but if my, the point of the journey that I'm at would be helpful to anybody in your, to you or anybody in your circles that, you know, might be considering something like this. I'm just really open. And I have benefited from a lot of women Mm. who have chosen this and like been willing to talk to me about it or women with donor conceived kids and talking about what that's been like or whatever. So I'm just really, I just want to be explicit about that. That if you have questions or want to get in touch with me about this, I'm really happy to talk. Cool. That's very generous of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What do we call paying it forward, paying it forward. All right. So on the other end of the spectrum, okay. You're bringing, you're bringing a new life into being. And so it's like freshness and everything's at the beginning. I have been, I've had three examples relatively recently of, I don't want to call it memory loss, but like memory confusion. That it's like really striking to me, like, you know, okay, so I'm, going to be 53 in January but like am I I used to just pride myself on just having like I remembered that for sure remembered things uh-huh and I've had three things relatively recently two very recently that have like how did I not get that right yeah so one of the I may have talked about on the podcast before was about remembering a basketball player in the NCAA basketball tournament and in 1989, Stanford was playing and had this really great team and we're favored. We were number three seed going into the tournament and we lost in the opening round against this tiny college from upstate New York, Siena College. And I remembered that it was this guy, Roosevelt Chapman, who had this huge game against us, who just like destroyed us, played out of his mind and this tiny team beat us first round. We're out. I was heartbroken. I was like, who is this guy, this Roosevelt Chapman? And the next round, he didn't play well. And they lost. Of course, they got blown out the next round. I was like, why didn't he play well against them? Right. For years, I remember this, like, this was a huge sporting event in my life. And this past year, I went back to kind of like 
relive that for some reason. And it turns out it was not Roosevelt Chapman. It was like this guy named Mike Smith <laughs> had this great game. And Roosevelt Chapman had been like the year before had been some NCAA standout who had had a couple great tournament games, but somehow those two memories got fused in me. Yeah. But I, it was like, I so remembered that day. So that was one. And then a second one that I posted on Facebook because I was trying to get help with it was a friend posted the Paul Young song, Every Time You Go Away. Every, Every time, time you go, go away, you take a piece of me with yeah. you. I, it used to be my favorite song. I loved that song. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that whole Muppets skit where they had him singing and there were Muppets on there. And then every time he got to the line, you take a piece of me with you, like one Muppet would take an arm off the other Muppet and like leave the stage. And the Muppet was just like losing body parts, like it lost its nose or like lost an ear, like a Mr. Potato Head kind of thing. And I was like, oh, that's one of the funniest Muppet skits ever. So like I went to find it on YouTube Apparently, Paul Young was never on the Muppets. So you invented that and then and then and, remembered it as and, though it were real. And yeah, and not only that, well, I don't know. Not only that, the Muppet show ended before that Paul Young song came out. Right? So I was like, was there another special? Was there, I went back, couldn't find it, couldn't find it anywhere, no mention of anything. Like, was it the Patsy Cline song, I Fall to Pieces? And somehow somebody was singing that. And I went back and looked for that. Nothing like there's nothing. About where, a Muppet taking body parts off. Yeah. Where did I get that from? I, I have no idea. Okay. So that was the third, the second. And then the third was your friend Khalil. Yeah. Who's a, an improviser. You, you met, you met an overseas. Singapore. I met him at the Singapore Improv Festival. He's Festival, right. was there from Manila. Yeah, and as it turns out, he's he has some ties here in Daly City, and so he is here in Daly City. He called me to chat and check in, and and when he sent me his note, he spells his name K A H L I L. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite authors, like from the time I was a kid, was Khalil Gibran. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Khalil, you spell your name K A H. That's interesting. I've only seen it K H A. And. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, well, I was named after the poet, after the poet Gibran. Gibran. I was like, he doesn't spell his name A-H. He said, yeah, he does. And I went and I looked at my book, The Prophet, and sure enough, it's K-A-H. I'm like, what? The? So I've, I feel like my, this, like, foundation that I've stood on for my identity, internal identity, of like, I remember things, uh. is now completely up for grabs. And... I was thinking about in a mindfulness way of like, you know, this kind of like what's true and what do we hold on to? And, you know, when we, if we do therapy or we do EMDR or hypnosis or trauma and like we shift how we remember things, it's as if the thing was actually different now. And like, what is that? And I just this encounter, these questions of memory, like are, are getting me to feel like more engaged with mystery. Like what, what is that? And what can I hold on to? And what do I need to actually just try to hold lightly? And like, I don't know if it's true. Yeah. You know? but I'm definitely, I'm feeling more humble is one way of saying what these, these three incidents have got me like, I used to be so righteous about so many memories. So certain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you just can't be. I just can't be. I'm also, I've gotten much softer about spelling and grammar. Like, not that I feel like I'm making more mistakes myself, but I used to be pretty righteous about spelling and grammar. Like, it just bugs the heck out of me when people... Be judgmental when yeah. other people make mistakes. Like, oh, come on, this is pathetic. And, uh, you know, it's sloppy and frustrating and and then I saw a post that was talking about privilege and about how you know being well being educated thoroughly enough in the rules of grammar to have time to practice it and understand it and know that there's a lot of privilege that goes into that and 
there's people have lots of different ways of communicating. And if they're communicating the meaning, that's probably what's most important. So I'm like going through a yeah. shift on that. At the same time, I still feel that way. Like when I see an it's or somebody tosses an apostrophe into what should just simply be a plural, you know, I'm like, uh, it still pains me, still pains my heart. But I don't have, the judgment isn't there as much anymore because softening up a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's oh. interesting, that, that is interesting because why is your heart involved with grammar? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like why? Yeah. Why does your heart care if this if there's an apostrophe or not? And like, like I I I get the like satisfaction of like I share it. I share the satisfaction of like, ah oh, yeah, when to use the subjunctive clause and like right. when like right. it's not I wish I was, it's I wish I were, and that like mm -hmm. I like I I like no, knowing that and and. And I also know that language has long time been has a long for a long time been used as a way to keep people down as a marker yep. of not as good as a marker yep. of, right like that there is this intense privilege involved in mm -hmm. in that and language has been used as a like language subordination right like this idea of like using language as a like weaponizing correctness right right of grammar yeah uh, to mark somebody as not as whatever, good, smart, worthy. educated, ready, worthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so the, it is powerful to recognize that that is to like, that that's the playground we're playing in mm -hmm. when we make judgments based on grammar, spelling, mm -hmm. word choice. I don't know. I definitely have part of me that is elitist. Yeah. Uh, there's no question. And I'm actively engaging the question of like, do I want that? Mm -hmm. And if so, why? And if not, why not? And what do I want to do with it? Where does the love of being right? Mm -hmm. Why? Why do we love being right? That applies to both the grammar question and the memory question. Like, why mm -hmm. is it so important that I'm right about this? Mm -hmm. And it's so shaking if I find that I that I'm wrong, that that memory was incorrect, or that you know, like that actually. Like, wh what does it give you? And what do you feel like you are, is taken away from you? If it's like, what if you just have a kind of a crappy memory? Oof. Like, yeah. what if it, right? Like, what if you yeah. try on this phrase of like, uh, yeah, but I might've remembered that wrong. And like, really believe it. And like, how does it change who you are? I mean, it feels like the bigger question there or the more sort of universal question is like what are those things that you feel like go into making you right question you of identity. How, do yeah, yeah. You, how do they keep you separate mm -hmm. how do they keep you separate and is there something you love about the separateness not right. you you but you the capital you sort of like we oh yeah yeah we're getting into like classic buddhism territory of like attachment to this notion of self and identity like this is me and what happens if that gets dissolved? What's left behind? Like, ee. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what if these things that I feel like are essential to me aren't? Mm -hmm. And what if these things that I, that I have always thought were really important to me go away? Yeah. What is left? Pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty wild. Now, um, so th those are just some of my musings. You, your, yours are much more momentous. Your, your news is much more momentous, but you know, that's some of what I've been thinking about. It's kind of interesting. Well, so it's interesting, right? Because the, the piece that, that I think connects, and you know, I'm sure that this will change. I'm sure, of, because of course it will. And I, I want to say right now that I recognize my utter ignorance with regards to what I'm about to go through. And I, and I <laughs> becoming a mother. Right, right, right. And also recognize that like, I think that that's why improv training has been so is my best weapon right now because it, because mm. it it is uh, training for not knowing. <laughs> right. It's training for it's, not 
training for ignorance. Mm, no, okay, training for not knowing, yes. Well, yeah, training for like, I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I can't know how this is going to go. I can't know how I will be changed. I don't right. know how to do that. I don't have the skill. I don't know how to do the, do the, I don't know how to, I've never been a mom before. So I'll be surprised in a million ways. And I've really not done a lot of grasping of like, but what will I do with this? And what will I do with this? And what will I do with this? Cause it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm sure that when I get there, I'll be able to think of some things. I love it. You know, because like, because I can't even, I don't think I'm even equipped to foresee the circumstances. You know, it's like, I've done enough mm-hmm. for forecasting that I have an idea that I'll be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I, this is not mm-hmm. a, foolish ill-considered choice it's like I've, I've thought about finances and i've thought about support right. and i've thought about some of those those logistics but you can't get too specific with those things because you just don't know i think yeah yeah, yeah. But like i don't feel like i'm in the middle of becoming a new person right now mm-hmm. and i cannot say what will happen to me but i feel like i i know that i will be changed but i but i think we are if we allow ourselves to be we are always changed right whether it's a kid that changes you or not, and this is going to be a pretty significant change. Yeah, what what changes what stays the same? Because there'll be both. Yeah. Right, there'll be something something that carries through and something that is radically shifted and is never the same. I don't know. I think that there was a time when I probably went over this on the podcast where I talked about this choice, but I, it was a time when I thought that like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to move out to the suburb. Like I'm going to have to move out to where my family is and I have to move where, which is in Walnut Creek, which is a sort of a suburb, an hour outside of San Francisco. And I'm going to have to get a bigger place. And I'm going to have to, you know, just like, these are all the things like I have to mm-hmm. become that image of what a mom mm-hmm. is. I have to do, I have to become, I have to live that life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I've like come to the realization that it's like, no, I think you get to mm-hmm. have a kid in the life you're in and your life doesn't have to look like a lot of people's lives in order to. Right. right. And it may, it may end up arcing that direction. It might not. Totally. And I'm like, really, I'm not attached to not looking that way. Right. Right. I love this idea that you just mentioned of that your training and improvisation sort of sets you up well to not have to grip so tightly to having everything lined up and pre-directed and pre-chosen like, okay, let me get the basics in place and then we get some basic structure, basic resources, and then we'll kind of go with it. We'll work with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to be interested to see also how the experience of having a baby changes your improvisation. Right. Yeah. So like the improvisation will change your experience of having a baby for sure. But like once, once you go through giving birth and having this creature, it, child, <laughs> uh, youngster, like once this being is with you, like how does that change? What ideas come to your mind and what things you see in, on stage and does it slow your vision or increase your vision? Or, it's yeah. really fasc- fascinating to, to take it. Take it. it will be fascinating to take in. Yeah, hopefully we'll ever be able to be on stage again. So uh, that would be that would be great. I'm confident. I'm confident. That's a lovely. It's a lovely fantasy. It's a lovely. Uh, we'll see what happens on stage, and I hope the on stage part actually is a reality. I'm confident. Yeah. Someday. Well, with that wistful notion, I think we should we should start wrapping this bad boy up because we're we've been going for some time here. Let's do it. I don't feel like we really touched on a whole lot of mindfulness and improvisation. No, not a whole lot, but just a wee little bit. A wee little bit. Enough to preserve our brand. I hope you haven't felt cheated, dear listeners. No. And if so, you can file a grievance. With info at monsterbabypodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, with grievance at monsterbabypodcast.com. That's right. And we will respond in a word-at-a-time letter to you. That is our promise to you. Yep. If, you're, if you're upset about this not having enough mindfulness and improvisation in this episode, we will, we'll, maybe we'll say, yeah, we'll just send you a couple of games, a little bonus exercise. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. There will be more. There's more to come. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. I, I am imagining you sharing my news in a joyful way, and I thank you for that. Uh, mm. It's funny to to in reality be sitting here announcing it to Ted who already knows and imagining other people hearing the news, but yeah, well, there it is. they're not imagining it. They're actually hearing it. So yeah. 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 
So yeah, uh, rejoice. Have a have a little um, a cupcake or a biscuit or a cup of tea or something in celebration, and send us a photo. Let you, let us know how you're celebrating. And uh, yeah, and give yeah. us your name ideas. Give me, give me your name ideas. <laughs> you can give them to me, and I'll pre-evaluate them before. I send yeah, them <laughs> yeah, vet them before passing them along. <laughs> So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, as always, folks, we love you. So be well. Ciao. All right. There's a scrappy episode. Just pulling pieces together. What the heck is going on? What's up in the world? Yeah. Thanks for joining us for our little check-in. I, I, yeah, and I'm glad you, you, Lisa, got to share your big news. Finally. Yeah, me too. That was sitting, fun. Sitting on that, sitting on that lead for a while. That blockbuster. Yeah, it hasn't felt. It hasn't felt right. It felt. It's been. But now it feels a little bit more stable or something. You know. That yeah, feels good. Yeah, I like. I like that our that our people now know and can be sending their psychic support to you and. That's lovely. Get everybody get in on the party. So, yeah. No pressure, folks. No pressure, no pressure to send psychic support. Yep. None. It's okay. So, invitational, not obligatory. Yeah, that's right. So, all right, cool. Yeah, and uh, I, I was glad to get the chance to talk about my stuff with memory. I, I'm just curious about it, and I hope that other people can stay curious with the changes going on in their lives. That seems like a, a nice invitation as well. Yeah. Maybe loosen up this like... So I've got this grip on who I am. I think I'm this person. Who I am. Yeah. Like, uh, and not as good if I'm not those things or something. I, you know, right. yeah. like me, just different than you thought you were, which is actually sort of lovely, right? Like in improv, we always talk about how nice it is when you can surprise yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, having a bad memory, it works great to su- for surprising yourself. <laughs> One so, of the benefits. Yeah. One of the benefits. All right. You got anything you want to let people know about? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I, I may or may not have an upcoming class. I don't know. Check out playfulmindfulness.info. See what you find there. There might yeah, be the a website. Class. The website knows. Website knows. Um, oh, one thing I will say hey, if you're feeling motivated and you can go like to iTunes or to wherever you get your podcast and write a review for us of the Monster Baby podcast, super helpful. Yeah. Super helpful to kind of keep the word going. And, and we're like slowly, tiny, slowly inching up, inching up to the numbers. But uh, we'd really appreciate it. We'd love you. I mean, we'll love cool. you anyway. But if you could do it, that'd be great. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Huge hugs. We'll say goodbye. May transitions of presidents and elections and holidays and pandemics be smooth and easy and health bringing to everyone. Yeah. Peace. Blessings. Bye.